Folks, welcome back. Thank you so much to those who've been around before. And if this is your first time, then welcome to Falling Out. I hope you will have listened to part one of my interview with Hainam Gehring before listening to this. Uh, but if this is your first foray into the world of Falling Out, then so be it. I hope you enjoy it. This one covers a lot of ground. I would say one of the main things you talk about is psychedelics. Um, they were transformational in Hainam's recovery, and we talk about what that's looked like and what it's meant for him. And then beyond that, there's a ton of other topics that are talked about, and some of them haven't appeared before. Um, one that that's actually come up with that I think could be interesting to people is just is dating. What it's like for you know guys like him and guys like me after leaving this world of you know, here's your spouse on a on a platter to uh, actually know that's not how the real world works. Um, suffice to say, we've both learned some lessons, and, and we talk about that here. Uh, we talk about money, power, corruption, fake photos. I didn't. That, that's a new one for me. Fake photos. Uh, the Korean CIA. There's a lot happening here. Um, I actually think this is one of the interviews where I think. It, just kind of got really deeply personal in and these are all personal but just something to me really interesting um i don't know i just feel like the the dynamic was uh was really good and hanon was just super open about about some some really um you know quite sensitive topics um so i want to just say thank you to hanon for getting involved thank you everyone for listening uh, as always uh please subscribe like review Spread the word in whatever way possible. It all helps me out. And if you'd like to contribute financially, patreon.com slash fallingoutpod. Um, without further ado, here it is, part two with Hey Nam Gehring. A lot of people, a lot of people in our shoes kind of, kind of had that same, that same thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you, I'm just trying to think. So some of the other, um, some of the other threads that I wanted to, to talk about. So um, you talked earlier, you talked about kind of when you were leaving the church, you started drinking and also, and also uh, taking every, every other, uh, any, anything else you could put in your body. Um, yeah. Like most things, like, I mean, not the worst things, but all, yeah. all the good ones. Okay. Okay. Do you, and I remember, so in the prep call, we were talking about, about psychedelics and, and you actually said that, that, that you felt like those actually like kind of helped you with, with a lot. So I guess like, like, can you, can you talk us, talk us through that experience? Yeah. I mean, psychedelics changed my life. For okay. Sure. Wow. Um, in what way? Like when I was doing them, when I was 21 or 27, 28, like it was more for fun. It was more about questioning certain things and, you know, it breaks, it dissolves barriers and things that you built up in your head yeah but recently um yeah it's gonna sound fucking stupid man but like (laughs) you know all that shit they talk about like all that like psychedelics got me to feel one you know one with everything Mm. like one with the universe one with all the conscious it's yeah um so what it was specifically was breath work which is more of a uh there's different types of breath work it's it's like 
rounds of heavy breathing in and out and then you hold your breath for like two minutes and then you yeah you know you do like three rounds of that four rounds of that whatever you want to do yeah that mixed with psychedelics every time i do it like i get to this zone that's deeper than i've taken i've tripped maybe 50 60 100 times i don't know you know what i mean but the last few times i did with breath work i got to somewhere else that was different okay and I got to truly feel like, oh, man, like one with the universal consciousness. I, I don't okay. know. I don't know the words because, like, I, there are no real words for it. Like, how do you, how do you, have language to this? And if I had, if a year ago, I would have thought I was crazy, right? Like yeah. this person talking now is crazy. Yeah. I would have said. Do not go on a podcast and talk about this shit. You're fucking crazy, <laughs> right? But like, once you feel it, you can't unfeel it. It's it's almost as if knowledge is directly transferred to you. Like at that moment, I knew that my soul was forever. You know, my body oh, is here. Okay. My body is going to go away, but my soul is going to continue on. And I don't know if it continues and goes back to the source, gets all mixed up and comes back. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like. But I know that me, as like the 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 observer behind the my, my thoughts, not my thoughts, but the person observing my thoughts, that that soul is going to continue. And I mean, it's wild. It's freeing. It it it. I mean, it changed my life. It changed my view on God. Like so, yeah. So were you? Pray. <laughs> oh, you pray now? Wait, wait, oh, wait, hold on, hold on, roll, roll it back. So when you left the church, what were your beliefs on God? And how has that changed now? I was fucking angry, angry agnostic, I guess. Yeah. Like, really a condescending agnostic. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and I think agnostics have a lot of right to be angry and condescending because religion has ruined so much. Yeah. You know, like, religion is skewed for human purposes, right? Like, yeah. They take an ideal message and they, they, they change it so it could, you know, empower themselves or mm-hmm. whatever, keep order, whatever it is, right? Like, yeah. but yeah, now, I mean, now I believe in God, but I kind of believe like maybe we're all God, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> okay. So not the God that we grew up with. No, it's certainly not, not that God, not a Christian God. It's just more of like, what, it just what, sounds ridiculous, but it, it, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. It does sound a little ridiculous, yeah, but, yeah. That's a, I mean, but, but that's, you know, <laughs> um, what, what substances are we talking about here? Like shrooms, LSD or uh, something else? Yeah, both. So mushrooms are more, I felt like mushrooms were more spiritual, more, okay. more earthy, more like in tune with nature. When I did the same, like kind of protocol with acid, it's, it's more like, it's still spiritual, but it's a little mechanical. It's a little matrixy. It's a, well, I'll say this, and this sound like, like I looked in a mirror and I saw only my focus was what existed, right? What my focus was, what was real, everything else melted away. And then like, literally like all, it was almost as if like you're designing a game and like in a video game, it was, it was, that shit fucked like 
it's a little it's a little scary i'm not gonna lie like okay. when you see like reality like melting it's a little fucked up so i would say do shrooms okay like breathwork and shrooms i think is is beautiful and what's wild okay. is like me and some bcs actually kind of stumbled upon this and we all felt well i talked to some of them and they're like yeah one of them described it as we merged consciousness so here's the thing like like six of us did it and we all got to this state at the same time three hours into our trip you know like mm. and three of us or four of us were like experienced strippers and this was a, a new thing and we all got there hmm. and so it's hard to kind of for me to deny and then um i forget what i was going to say but yeah i don't know like you feel in control like for the first time in my life like there was no anxiety no like mm. nothing no pressure to be something for someone else like i didn't need wow. to be married i didn't need to have like i'm here this is my life this is my like kind of choose your own adventure shit and mm. it doesn't you know the people that love me will love me and it doesn't i don't have to live up to what they wanted me to be i have full autonomy of who I am and who I'm going to be going forward. Okay. So that's pretty awesome to get, to, get yeah, to that I point mean, after everything that we've been through. It was, that's pretty it's awesome, wild, man. I definitely like, I highly recommend it. Like I highly recommend if, as long as like you have like a sound mental, you know, you probably don't want to fuck with psychedelics if you have certain things in your genetics, right? But mm. or you know, do your own research before doing it. But I yeah. highly suggest, you know. And if you're, I, I highly suggest people fuck with psychedelics. But I also highly suggest if you're experienced with psychedelics, then you do a little bit of like research into Wim Hof breath work. Because okay. what they say is like they say it releases DMT, and when I do it sober, it feels good. Like mm. it's like a very good it like really pumps me up for the day but i certainly am not tripping or anything yeah but when i combine that shit with psychedelics it's like you know i mean i never with straight mushrooms felt the source right okay like and but when i combine it with my breath work i i can't yeah I'll just get back there and wow it's like blissful man you know we're so distracted by the shit that we don't we don't have time to go within and find the like there's like an infinite an infinite thing within us like mm. I, I don't know how to describe it okay. but, um i mean you can't describe these types of feelings with work like there's yeah. no language for it you know yeah I mean? like, you could have a great time on mushrooms and it, you could have a deep experience and not have a spiritual experience or you could have a semi-spiritual experience on mushrooms like yeah, like it, you can do it for just for fun. Yeah, or like you know, you could do it and like really reflect on your life and unt untangle some bullshit and really see yeah. like where these walls that you've built up came from. Like you yeah. can go like you could trace the shit back to like when you're seven and yeah. an event like that happened that has molded your life, right? Yeah. But there's, I think there's always a level deeper that you can get to, um, and I think people get so deep that they get lost in, you know. Mm that's where people get like fried or whatever but like there's deeper levels to it like even if someone if i told myself that there was this 
place that I can get to a year ago, like as someone even a year ago, like I had done it so many fucking times, right? Yeah. So I wouldn't have believed it, but I don't know. Yeah. Have you ever done have you done any, any like cacti, like you know, mescaline or peyote or anything? No, I want to do peyote, I want to do mescaline. I like, I definitely need to like get out to like the west coast and New Mexico or Sedona yeah. or something and try to get yeah. like my hands on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, it feels so I mean, it seems like it'd be like I don't know what what they would like what indigenous cultures would do. Like yeah. indigenous cultures definitely, I don't know, not maybe not all of them, but like a lot of them tripped, right? Like ayahuasca was obviously yeah. a thing, peyote or yeah, you know, vision quests or whatever. Yeah. Know? So I kind of want to reconnect to that because I feel like that's like that's like a lot of what being human was for most of history. It was mm. not tripping, but like not this, what we're doing now, like staring at a screen all day, yeah. whatever, like, but being in nature and doing shit. I, I want to do more of that. Like mm -hmm. I'm drawn, like I've gone on more hikes in the last year than I have in my life. Right. Like um, after this trip, it's just, I want to be around nature. Okay. I feel like God in nature or mm -hmm. some shit. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's wild. It's crazy. But I, uh, so I don't know what the I don't know what the laws are in the U.S., but here in in England, um, you can buy the seeds. Well, actually, I think you can buy the cacti. You can buy full on like hallucinogenic cacti. You can just buy them. Really? Um, it's illegal to to prepare them for consumption, but you can buy them. Um, you can also buy the seeds uh, and and grow them at home. Um, so about like I don't know six or eight months ago, I started growing some um it's going to take like three years for me to harvest them um but i i have these little like baby baby cacti uh that i'm growing right. just just in just in the other room uh so at some point nice. yeah i would like to 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 to, to do that and i think it'd be cool like something you grew from you know from from seedling um, what i understand is it's a lot more powerful when you like say grow your own mushrooms and put your intentions in it okay while you're growing it talk okay nice to them and shit yeah, I mean, it all sounds crazy, but it makes sense, right? Like you're putting love into it. Yeah, I think it's interesting just for people. Uh, you know, I I'm aware that you know it, it's it's well known. It's well known in the in the like, scientific community that like psychedelics have like you know healing effects for 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 mm -hmm. for people um, who are going through depression or other types of mental illness um, and yeah, it's unfortunate that they've been that they've been outlawed in many in many places uh, for other re for other reasons. But the the science is there to kind of back it up. And you know, there there are places in the world where you you, know, you you'll go you, if if you're if you suffer from like extreme alcoholism or depression, like you'll go and take psychedelics under the under the, the auspices of a, of a of a medical doctor, and that'll be part of the treatment. Uh, and, and it works. I mean, right? And that and that makes sense with cultures that are more in tune with nature and stuff, and less bought by pharmaceutical companies yeah. or whatever i should mention like i have been depressed my, my natural disposition has been depressed okay I've been depressed up until i fucking did enough mushrooms really really like wow. okay so i mean like maybe in the last two months like like something pretty shitty happened to me recently and like that got me down for a couple of days but like 
my reaction to it was like, how am I going to learn from this? How, how can I make the best of this? Like, mm-hmm. not, it doesn't just change your perspective. The, the science says it changes shit up, you know, like chemically in your brain, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it like rewires some shit. I, I mean, dude, like I would think about, I would think really dark thoughts, man, mm-hmm. all the time, you know, like all the fucking time. Yeah. Right. But like, I'm very positive now. Wow. I'm like, okay. and maybe, maybe I'm ridiculous. You know, like maybe my beliefs now are insane, but I'm happy with it. Like I'm happy. I mean, so if it improves your life, then it doesn't, yeah. you know, if it improves your life and it doesn't hurt other people, then what's the problem? Exactly. You know? Wow. So wow. I just, I definitely think there's a lot to that helping with depression. Okay. Sure. Okay. And what do you, do you think your, the depression was kind of linked to your, your upbringing in the cult? It's, it's mixed. Uh, I, I tied so much of my self-worth and my happiness to my relationship. If I had one, like, yeah. or, you know, like, so when those didn't work, like, you know, you, you feel real shitty, but also like genetically it's in there. It's mm. in my family. And like okay. genetically it's going to be in a lot of many families. Cause a lot of depressed people need, a community because they're so they're alone and sad so yeah. they join a cult and they have little depressed children so yeah you know it's not yeah. surprising that like a lot of people deal with this shit but yeah yeah i yeah, know i know what you mean it's something that i've that i've battled with as well uh and and yeah i think yeah in particular kind of like when my relationship was collapsing uh like in in the run-up to that and and afterwards i think was pretty pretty dark um and yeah to me that's no surprise when you're when you're told that you're only the only the only thing you can do that's worth anything in your life is make a relationship work then when a relationship crumbles then you know you're not gonna be feeling too good about yourself Mm. yeah um do you just kind of going pulling some of these threads together? Like if you were, um, if you could talk to your, your younger self, let's say when you were, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, like in the run up to maybe getting, getting married to this girl or, you know, sometime at that point in your life, if you, if you could talk to that person now, um, knowing what you know now about the church and about your life, like what, what advice would you give them? Well, first, first I wouldn't change anything, right? Okay. Because I'm here now because of the combination of things that happened in my past. Like I wouldn't have learned breath work and I wouldn't have done those things if I wasn't connected to people in the church or what, you know, like mm. I'm happy with where I am. So I yeah. can't change the past. Yeah. But as a gen- generic advice to like me or anyone yeah if i was still in it or like for for one i would get get financially literate because all of our most of our parents are financially illiterate illiterate so like we can't really go to them for knowledge because they don't know shit you mm-hmm. know what i mean like they they're kind of stunted uh, mm-hmm. in that I'm mm-hmm. like, whenever they joined it, like 23, and then yeah. what was money to them? Money was the church's money. Yeah. So like, so get financially literate and do the do the right things to set yourself up, just for practical reasons. Yeah. Um. But you know, I mean, this 
from what I from what I feel now, it's just like this is your life, man. This is your journey, and no one else's expectations of you matter. Mm. You know, just be a good, be a a source of fucking light in this world. Be good. So you know, help people when you can, and. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if I'm talking to someone in the church, yeah, what still would kind of struggling. What would you say to them? I would say the biggest thing is talk to the people that are three or four years older than you that you grew up respecting, right? Like, because you, you you might have an older sibling that left and they're just the fallen child, right? Yeah. The person who's not good in, in the church's eyes. Or you might have one or two, whatever. But talk to those people that you really had respect for who are out. Yeah. And, you know, like once it becomes normalized in your head, you know, it's so much easier. And a lot of times, a lot of people can't leave at a certain point in their life. You know, at, for a lot of people, all they can get is a seed. Mm, and yeah, that thing can get planted and it might take five years before that materializes. Yeah. But like, you know, those, when you talk to older people, they can give you that little bit that will speed you up on your problem yeah. on your way to becoming fucking, you know, to living a real life. And there's something exciting, exciting about leaving the church. Like, like I talked to some, I worked with some younger BCs and like, they're fascinated about hearing the bad shit. Okay. I think subconsciously, like right. they're very moony. Yeah. But subconsciously the idea of being free, yeah. The idea of being mm-hmm. updated, like, you know, having like a real full life yeah. appeals to them. And it's almost like they don't want to know, but they want to know, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Big time, big time. That, that tells you, that tells you a lot right there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm hoping, I mean, I'm hoping that people will listen to this and listen to my other interviews and, you know, hear these conversations with people like who maybe they wouldn't have spoken to otherwise. Um, mm-hmm. And, that, you know, hopefully, hopefully similar similar pennies will drop as a, as a, as a result of those conversations. Um, but they will definitely write me off as crazy. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Maybe like, you know, they'll, they'll, later in their life. they'll probably yeah. write, write me off as satanic or, you know, possessed yeah. by evil spirits or whatever. Um, but if you think about, okay, what, what's sort of, I, I'm actually kind of fascinated by this. Like what's the, what's the bad shit that, that those younger folks have found most fascinating I mean, the Sammy, like, they have no idea about Sammy Moon. And, like, wow, so... Still hidden, Jesus. Yeah, like, I mean, one of the kids was just like, I don't know necessarily if all the church is true, but one thing I know is True Father was a really cool dude. You know, like, and I know, dude, like, I thought that, too, like, you, you cling to everything, right? Like, yeah. When you're in it, like, it's like, things don't make sense, but it's just like, oh, but there's you know trying to solve race like racism by marrying people you cling to whatever yeah. it is yeah that you can cling to so it's like 90 percent of it's you know is bullshit but there's one good thing mm-hmm. so you're like oh but they do this the thing is like all religions kind of has something good yeah. about it you know all, all at its core is pretty much the same yeah yeah, I mean, I'm I'm shocked to hear that like that Sammy Moon stuff is still not wide. Like, if you're like, like, because these kids are like, this uh, these kids are like 18. Yeah. So like, if if they're not actively going on websites and 
I know when I was young, there was a, a, a Mo- anti-Mooney website. I forget what it's called. Okay. I think it was run by Steve Hassan. I okay. don't remember. Right. But um, we were specifically not allowed to go on that. Okay. Right? So like these kids probably aren't allowed to go, either don't know or yeah. aren't allowed to go on that website. Yeah. On how well you made me. Yeah. So it's who's going to tell them, you know? Yeah. So. And they're like the younger generations far enough away from Ingenim that they didn't have their leader come into scandal, you know? So it's like, are they really searching for anything? Or are they just blissfully unaware? Mm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're kind, in a way, they're kind of a few years removed from any, any particular scandal. So they're, there's less of, a, less of a specific catalyst to get them, to get them to open their eyes. That's interesting. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. What do you th- What do you think? Um, what do you think is kind of like the most? Actually, what What another question? A couple other questions. Actually, I'm just thinking like going back to your experience in STF. Um, do you Do you know where the money went? Like, like I would love to see a diagram of what happened, you know, so it was you and probably a couple hundred other kids fundraising every day, selling shit on the side of the road, collecting cash. I had one guest that I spoke to recently who said he, he thought some of the girls were making, were making around a thousand dollars a day doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, crushers. Uh, is that what they call them? Crushers? Yeah. crushers. Yeah. Or, um, how much were you making? I would probably make in on a good day, like 300. Okay. Three something. Okay. But I wasn't a collector. Okay. For sure. Okay. Um, yeah, no one really knows, right? Like, yeah. I was, like, I think that's a question for a captain. Yeah. Not like, that's more like a captain's pro- like, probably like a Japanese dude, a first generation Japanese or Russian dude, right? Like, yeah. That's who they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no. It's crazy. And for people who don't know what STF is, it's when you graduate high school, you're pretty much pressured into joining a one or two year, you know, mission type thing where you live in a van with like seven people and you sell shit eight, eight, 10 hours a day and you're not getting paid. They're not getting taxed. Everything you make is just going directly somewhere. We say it's for like abstinence awareness programs, but these programs, like, there's no programs. Yeah, we were just okay with lying. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. because the lie sounded idealistic, we were okay with saying this lie. Yeah, it's it's pretty weird, but um, you know, I think the money all just got sent it somewhere. I, I don't know, man. But they would read off the scores every night, like who was killing it, and you know, oh, like, wow. that would motivate you to try to be on the top. You wanted to get your name read or whatever, you know whoa what so they have, <laughs> you had they had like leaderboards for mm-hmm. just like any sales organization i work in sales now um but mm-hmm. like thankfully it's like for a good company selling like awesome shit basically um mm-hmm. um and it's like taxed and all the rest you know uh no one pays us in cash uh sorry i, I digress but um yeah i work in a sales environment basically so yeah they're they're, they're taking some of the practices from from that um 
but yeah, I, this is this is something no so far no one's been able to answer that like like where the money goes. I mean, I, I think it goes like you know straight up the nose of some of the members of the family. Uh, it goes into yeah. more more marble palaces. Um, maybe I, there's a shell company or something. Yeah, that takes it. Oh, or, I'm sure. Probably yeah. not. Like, like I mean, he they got good at money laundering, right? Like, yeah. when you go into like the uh, how well do you know your moon stuff? Like Japanese women were like they were money laundering. Yeah. They were like flying to America with like stacks of cash in like the seventies or whatever. Like, yeah, there's a lot of shit going on. So, you know, who knows, man? Yeah, actually, Jesus Christ, I didn't even think about that. But you think about, um, you know, a lot of our parents, you know, worked for church-run businesses. My parents worked for the Washington Times. Uh, you know, there's this sushi company called True World Foods. You know. Um, you're eating sushi you're eating true world foods basically. yeah in you the u.s in yeah almost it's it's almost almost guaranteed to be through a church-run company um mm-hmm. but i never thought of them as them as like you know vehicles for money laundering but absolutely them that must have been part of the part of the program um yeah i mean there was like legit i don't know if it was in south america it's all hazy now but like yeah. literally like japanese women going to the banks and laundering money like Wow. Um, my brother knows more about this shit. He knows a lot of shit. So. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I should, well, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll look him up and, and hopefully we can have a conversation. Um, what do you think it just kind of like, like on a similar thread, what's, what's some of like the biggest, what's like the biggest, most scandalous thing you, you witness. So like the most corrupt, corrupt thing that, that, that you, that you witnessed. <laughs> Or just kind of worse, and it doesn't necessarily have to be corrupt, but just you know, worst. I mean, right now my head's just in STF. Like, I mean, if you think about like eighteen-year-old kids, bright-eyed, willing to do anything for a cult, living in a van. I mean, I went in a year after a couple of people died, right? You know, like wait, and they were still sending us out. More than one person died. I thought I thought it was only one person. Um, I think one person died one year, two people died the next year. Uh, and then then it was my year. Whoa, they wait, were still wait. sending us out. Wait, so the first person are you talking about the girl who was who was raped and murdered? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know what's appropriate to talk about, but that I mean that happened. Yeah. Know? Yeah, that, that happened. It's in the public record. It 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 it, it happened. Um and I I spoke yeah. about that with another guest. But what I didn't know is about is about the next year with the other two people. So how did they die? It was an accident, a a, a car accident, basically. Okay. Uh, you know, it was uh, it was bad. You know, it was really fucked up. But it didn't really stop anything. Yeah. And like after the first incident happened, like if you think about, it, we're like eighteen year old, like overly what's the word. You know we're 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 cult kids, so like we're like naive and we're out there with cash. Yeah. You know, running around with this idealistic vision of the world, like we were. They were setting us up to get fucked. Like mm. the fact that only one thing like that happened is like a minor miracle. Because yeah. like, you know, you have these kids that are growing up brainwashed and like you know, they see the best in everyone that. It's amazing yeah. that people didn't get beat up, robbed, and all yeah. that. 
Yeah. So what was it? Were they like kind of driving in the middle of the night? Was it was it like like too tired? Like like do you know like this situation was? I don't think so. I think they were okay. kind of like parked, and it was kind of a fucked up. Uh, it was more of a random. Okay. A, a random thing that sh- just one okay. million type thing. Okay. But like, I mean, there's other people, you know, whose parents have been hit by cars and yeah. uh, have trouble walking now. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, there's there's different people that have other people have been exposed to danger for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Big time. Because uh, even the year before me, they were doing like 24 hour blitzes, right? Like, you fundraise wow. for 24 hours. They drop yeah. off and you just fundraise. Like they stopped that so, when I was there, but so for twenty four hours you're just going door to door selling wind chimes. Yeah, business business or like I don't know what you're doing at three o'clock. Maybe chilling at a gas station or a truck stop. Yeah. I have no idea. Okay. But, okay, but you're not sleeping during that twenty four hours. You're you're yeah. That's from what I hear, like I wasn't there for that. That was the year before me. Oh. But um, yeah, it's pretty fucked up shit, man. Yeah. But, Fuck man, oh god, it's uh yeah. The term is labor trafficking. That's I, I didn't know that mm. until I started interviewing people. Uh, but yeah. there's a there's a word for this shit. It's called labor trafficking. Um, Dude, it's wild. Like, uh, so I, I recently found out like all these, you know, like they brought in all these Japanese people and they did all this stuff, right? Like my yeah. mom and all these people, right? yeah, and. Apparently, when their visas were like expiring, yeah. that's when they decide to have a blessing. So let's keep these people oh. here long term, right? Oh my god, that's, and that's, that's why what I heard. That's like that's why there's such, and those that that's why there's such a big drive to 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 marry Japanese people to yeah. Americans. Yep. Yeah. Oh my god. So that's that people connecting the dots afterwards, and it seems it seems legit. Like I haven't like dug into wow. the details but it, I believe it yeah you know oh man that's man fuck me Jesus Christ sorry you just blew my mind there Jesus Christ right so like because of that though I'm alive <laughs> yeah I know yeah yeah it, it is wild to think like all this fucked up shit is why I'm alive so yeah and thousands yeah. of other kids too right um, yeah Oh man, that's. I mean, I do know. Uh, I know. Yeah, the, the church has a history of of like not giving a shit about immigration law, basically, mm-hmm. uh, and just you know, the, the ends justify the means. If it means you know one more person can be in whatever country fundraising, then you know, mm-hmm. fuck it. Like I know, I, I I won't I won't go into names, but. Uh, I know someone who like wrongfully claimed uh, political asylum in the U.S. Um, so that they could stay there for the church, effectively, and 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 got it. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's be- crazy. I wonder how far the corruption goes. Right, like you would hate to be the person one level underneath that doesn't know that it's all bullshit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like is the president, there's a president of the church in America. Does he know it's all bullshit? Or yeah, is he I like, don't. Okay. Like, these are people like, that I kind of know, like, you know, like yeah. not the current ones. I don't know currently, but like, you know, like I know the kids of high people who are high level, like, yeah. were they in on it or were they one 
or two levels below being in. I think you had yeah. to probably be Korean. Yeah, I think you had to be Korean. And just for people that don't know, there is a racial hierarchy in the church where if you want to be in the upper echelons of leadership, you have to be Korean. Um, but I, that brings me to another question. Do, do you think Reverend Moon believed his own bullshit? Absolutely not. I think it's easier when you get when you leave to be like, oh, I thought he was doing he thought he was doing the right thing. No, man. He had mansions in an illegitimate like so what the true family doesn't raise their own kid. They call themselves the true family, right? And he has an illegitimate son and he gets raised by another family. He has mansions. Misuse of public money is the second worst sin. And this guy's been seen gambling in Vegas. Like, you know, $500 black head, jack hands or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, he's got mansions in different continents. He drives the nicest cars. So, like, yeah, he, he knew the, like, honestly, I mean, there's there's conspiracy stuff that goes back. Like, I don't know. But people say he could, it could be connected to KCIA. Yeah, Personally, I don't think wrong. he's the only one. I don't think he's the mastermind. I think he's the charismatic face. Interesting. Because he is charismatic. Give him that. Yeah, you know? he did. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think there's someone, I don't know if, you know, like there's those names from back in the day. Like Bowie uh, Pock and like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and I thought to like Bowie Pock, is that Tiger Pock? I think they're, they're different. I don't know. I, I think, I yeah, think those are two different people. Pac. I don't know. Yeah. I remember talking to one, one of the Pock's sons and he told me like when I was like 18, he was like, I know shit about this church that will make you leave right now. Yeah. Like, Why do you say that to me, dude? <laughs> but uh, he was probably talking about Sammy Moon because this is like way before that happened. But okay, all right. I don't know. I do think I do think there's there's other masterminds that are involved. I don't think it was just him, but yeah. I don't think he was at all in it for. Because like, wasn't there rumors of like the orgy cult before the cult? Yeah, before like, it was, and also like any cult that starts with a forty year old marrying a sixteen year old is suspect in my eyes right? like <laughs> you know yeah uh yeah like that should raise a few red flags to, to to start with and there's like in that like no first gen question that i know like, right they just think it's okay <laughs> they just think it's okay yeah he's like he's like i'm gonna choose my bride and by the way she's gonna be 16 i mean and and people are just they're just okay with that what the fuck man Jesus Christ. And like he openly brags about like treating her like shit for years. And like that, was, but like that was looked at as like an inspirational story of Mother's Course, right? Like she endured so much. And it was just like, why are we praising this abusive behavior? Yeah. And there's a lot of shit. Like, like there is certainly, I guess you would call it like toxic masculinity stuff. Oh, big time. Spewing down yeah. the top, right? Like, yeah, big time. So, I mean, yeah, we got a lot to de- deprogram ourselves. Like, just we got a lot to fucking unwrap. Yeah, yeah, big time, big time. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's it's our our you know our entire upbringing, right? Is uh, yeah. It's still, it's still inside of us and we're trying to get it out. But um, yeah, this, I, I don't know. No, it's, it's interesting hearing. So I, I, I try and ask that question to everyone, everyone uh, and everyone has different answers to it. Like, do, do you think he believes bullshit? Um, yeah. Everyone, like it's everyone. either like, do, 
either you're going to say he's legitimately crazy or he, you know what I mean? Like there's no way he's sane and believes it, Uh, you know? Yeah. I don't know. And I don't think he gets this empire. I don't think he planned it all out with it. Like, no, it was very strategic, right? Getting a newspaper in America in the nation's capital. Yeah. Even though it's a shitty disregard newspaper. Like that's a, that's like a power move, man. It is big time. Yeah. Like you, you attack political enemies, put it in your newspaper. Now you have political allies, right? Yeah. Like someone's running for something, you attack their enemy. And yeah. now, and like he did that shit, you know, he did that shit in South America. He paid yeah. like Bush half a million or a million to go speak there. Like he, he's very. Oh, did he? I was, I was talking to someone else. About is that, is that documented that yeah. he, he paid, Reverend Moon paid Bush to go to South America to, to, to speak? Speak to his fledgling like newspaper company. So wow. that's, I read that. I don't remember if I read it from a website, like, you know, it's all got to get fact checked, but like, yeah, that is, that is something that I have known to be fact. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, and that is, um, that was Bush senior. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's like pictures of like, I think it's Barbara Bush, like at speech, like there'd be like high up there. Yeah. you know republicans going to his stuff yeah for sure. yeah they would be they, they would be and i remember being at events and seeing like video messages mm-hmm. from like the bushes and the and, and ronald reagan was like like gave reverend moon a video message at one of these things as well mm-hmm. um i remember that so yeah it's, it was definitely a thing i just didn't know exactly where the like what the contours of the influence were like who who, mm-hmm. who, who was who was paying who and what that what that looked like but mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's wild to pay pay Bush. I want I want to look into that and see if I can dig up dig up more. Um, can I get a second? Yeah, no worries. I'm I'm gonna make myself another drink. Sounds good. Jesus, man, God, there's a lot here. Um, fuck. Do you? Uh, one other question I wanted to ask. I think we might have we might have uh, talked about this before. Was um, I'm just kind of curious, like what um what exactly you were told would happen to you um, if you, if you fell as in, you know, if you, if you had sex before getting married to someone in the church. So you obviously go to hell like forever Mm -hmm. and it's pretty impossible to get out of that situation. Yeah. But specifically I've heard stories where like, I don't know where this shit originated with like, but like if you put in a box, like a tiny box, yeah. Like a tiny box where you're squished. Okay. And that's where you're just going to stay forever. Okay. And I don't know. That seemed miserable. Right? Yeah. Like it's it's kind of fucked up. Like you're scaring kids that are like nine years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you remember? Can you remember like who? And you don't need to name them, but I'm just like wondering if you can like, do you remember like specifically when you heard that? I mean, it was probably my older sister. Who probably oh, wow. got it from Gop. I'm, okay. I'm assuming. Because like, okay. when some guys went back from Korea, when they're like, it's almost like they have this like extra knowledge about stuff. Yeah. Because they mm-hmm. were in like, a church environment for yeah. like, a year, two years, whatever it was. Yeah. So, like, yeah, she came back with that kind of knowledge. And I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Okay. And it scared the shit out of me, man. I mean, yeah. like this was before I was even thinking about sex, but like, mm. you know. Yeah. But you know, what's crazy is, is 
they they taught us about what about sex like way earlier than you would ever like tell the normal kid just because it was part Mm -hmm. of the it was just part of the doctrine so like Mm -hmm. I just remember like knowing what it was like super early because we were told like this is this is your purpose in life is to not do this until we say you can do it um Mm -hmm. and like so yeah like as there was I'm just thinking about as a dad now like I have a seven-year-old son he doesn't really know what sex is or if he does, I haven't talked to him about it. Um, but when I was his age, I definitely knew what it was in this very like you know mechanical, weirdly spiritual way that the church told me basically. All, all I remember remembering is like, yeah, your holy parts are very special because of that. Like that's what they were. I remember like, like a very young age. It's like, I don't know. But shit's weird man like i i say this a lot when i'm talking to my friends but like the cult thing is weird enough but it would be a pretty fun cult if we just weren't so anti-sex like if we were like a normal like because you know like i got to be we got to go to like work like summer camps right yeah and i don't care like if we had to listen to lectures that's fine but if at the end of it we get to flirt with girls, it's kind of worth it, right? Like mm. we got to like be normal kids. Yeah. They kind of took a, our they took our adolescence away. Yes. And they made something that's kind of beautiful, which is like young kids discovering themselves is kind of a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was all it was really robbed from us. And like mm-hmm. if you did experience that, all you got was like severe guilt. You shouldn't feel guilt for like, you know, kissing a girl. Yeah. You know, like. The first girl I kissed, I was like absolutely in love with, like mm. uh, totally in love with. I was seventeen, and I was like the first of my one of the, like, the first of my friends to kiss a girl. Like, yeah, you know, maybe I was eighteen. And, yeah, you know, and and that was bad. Like, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't even tell my friends. I could even be like, you know, I hooked up with this girl who they yeah. know. You know, what yeah, I, mean? I had to keep it secret for years. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. And it's like, you should, I mean, in every other context, you would be like, you know, high five in your friends. Like, yeah. And you it's know. like a totally innocent thing. Yeah. Too, like making out. Like it's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you had, you had, you felt, I'm sure you must've felt a ton of, you know, shame and guilt and like, yeah. I mean like that put pre- like that, you know, whether that was the real reason or not like that, that, expediated like that relationship not working like mm. that that you know like because like of those things we did or whatever you know and it's mm. it's crazy you know yeah yeah it, it is it, it i think that's a really good way to put it is it, it kind of it takes away that normal adolescence it takes away that just mm-hmm. yeah like experiencing that going through that like um then you may end up chasing adolescence in your twenties, or you know what I mean. Yeah. Like you, you know what I mean. And it, um, you can't make up for lost time. So like it, it's, you know, like I probably dated too recklessly in my twenties. Okay. You know, like I was probably like on too many apps at the same time, or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's dumb, but I didn't, I didn't have any type of high school experience i didn't yeah. i didn't even have the college experience because when i was in college i was matched right so like yeah i never went to a party and made out with a girl or yeah like, you know okay. and, and for whatever reason you remember the fact that you never went to a party and you never made out with a girl yeah. so you want to do something similar 
Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. I know how that goes. That's, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know how that goes. It's basically, yeah, I can, I can, I, yeah, feel very similar. Um, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much story, story of my life as well, which is, it's, it's nutty. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And it's not. Yeah, yours is a lot rougher. Yours is yeah. five years married. Years. Yes. Uh, 12, I think we were together for 13 or 14 years and married for 12 of those, something like that. Um, yeah. Um, but I have to say they weren't all bad years. Like there was a lot of good that happened in that, in that relationship. And I have an amazing son now. Uh, and actually still have a good relationship with my ex-wife. Um, mm-hmm. But I still don't think it's right to force people to get together at such a young age. Um, you're also like, they're, you're, I don't know if this was by design, but like they're using your hormones against you, right? By yeah. like restricting sexual activity, you know, then the only way you can get that is by getting married. Yeah. So then oh, you completely. Get yeah. Married at like nineteen. Yeah. And so yeah, that's why people get married so fucking young is because they're saying that like you can't do this thing, which is a completely normal human thing. It's the reason why there are fucking seven billion people on this earth is because it's a it is a pretty primal part of being a human being, and they're saying you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You you can't do that at all uh, until we tell you to. Uh, and of course, you're like wow, you're like actually no like. I want to do this and guess what you fucking should like you know like as long as you're not hurting someone else then there's nothing wrong with that impulse you know um so the smart move right like it's fucked up yeah but yeah you know they they really i do wonder if it's a board if it's like who's Mm. strategizing you know what i mean like Mm. i I refuse to believe it's just it was just one man yeah i mean like i I can't see that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but could it be kind of a, it's, it's a really interesting question. I mean, uh, you know, Trump is kind of like an easy analogy to draw, but if you think about it, like Trump is just kind of doing all his bananas shit basically, but he has mm-hmm. these like enablers around mm-hmm. him that will kind of like sort of try and keep him in check, sort of try and uh, try and appease his ego, try and do the things that he asked them to do. So but it doesn't make any anything about it strategic. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like a, a petulant child in the middle of it, basically. And it just makes me wonder if, like, maybe that's what happened that's, in the in the Unification Church as well. It seems tough though, like, I, like because Trump was at least born into privilege. This guy was yeah, born that's in true. North Korea, yeah, and like literally a prisoner of war. If we yeah. believe what he says, yeah, or was he charismatic in like the prison camp and like you know who knows maybe someone maybe some higher-ups saw something to him mm-hmm. and because you know if the kcia stuff is to be believed you know like i mean who knows that's i have no idea you can't ever verify yeah that stuff but you know if i was the kcia maybe having a messiah type that then starts a newspaper in america would be like that would be beneficial yeah yeah but like but that's a I mean, really that's kinda... that's that's a really long con to play like that's a i mean that whole thing yeah, took, sure. took him 30 or 40 years to, to to get to the establishment of the washington times yeah i mean also we don't know when he started his thing like 
And he could have been a successful small-time cult leader with his little sex cult that he had going on. And, yeah. you know, when maybe people start to take notice. And I, I, have, I really have no idea. I would love to know the truth of his whole life. Yeah. I'm positive. We already know the truth of his life isn't true. Like, yeah. there's that picture, right, of him carrying some dude yeah. in North Korea, right? And yep. then we were told this is him saving this guy's life. We're told the story about how heroic he is or whatever. And then it comes out that that picture isn't that guy and it's not him. It's someone else. Oh, really? I didn't and know so, that. Yeah, that's not that. That's not him. So we, are you like, kidding his me? Life is already, his backstory is already no. like, you know. I remember that photo. I can picture it so clearly. Yeah. Um, with him carrying this guy. And it's meant to be him, you know, carrying this. I think it was Bohe Park, who was you know, one of his lieutenants. Sound like that, like, right? Like, uh, yeah, we're like, like carrying him away from this prison camp in North Korea when they had mm-hmm. escaped. And you're saying that that photo isn't even, is neither of them that in that photo. Is not them. What the fuck? So, Dude, so like, his bastards. backstory is completely in question, right? Yeah. And like, Interesting. I didn't know that. There's like wow. there's a whole book, like The Three Marys or whatever. Yeah, The Tragedy of the talk Six Marys or something. Yeah. Yeah, Six Marys. Yeah. Is. yeah. Yeah. So there's a bunch of stuff in there. Um, I, mean, I think there's I a dude that had a and maybe you know. God, sorry, you're blowing my mind there. Just thinking that that photo was not him because it was just so prominent. It they had like huge posters of it in the church. Yeah, giant ones. Man. Yeah, like human sized posters of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna look that look up that photo and put it in the show notes for this episode so people know what we're talking about. But I remember it being massive. Um, like it was a big deal, uh, and it was part of the mythology of Moon. Was was that moment in his life? That's crazy, though. That like parts of the story can be chipped away, and but people stay stay with oh. it. You know? Yeah. It shows like once you're deep in it, you're in it. I guess. So, yeah. Like I mean, some people some people have it to leave, but most just can't. You know? Yeah. Yeah, they can't stomach it. And it's really, it's really sad to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what's your, what about like your family now? Like are your parents still in it and, and are your, your siblings still in it? Uh, none of my siblings are in it. Uh, okay. My parents are in it ish. Um, okay. I don't know. I think they just don't face it. I think they're just busy being grandparents now. Okay. Like, yeah. It, it's, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I think they're in it, but not in this. Like, if you say you're not in it, you lose your whole social. It's hard to say. It. It's hard to say it. it. Yeah, you can't say it. You know, yeah. even now it's like the division of church. It's like it's not even just the gun church. Like that's like a random offshoot. But there's like H two and True Mother, right? Like, yeah. So, like the the oldest son or second oldest son or third oldest son, whatever was groomed to take over. Yeah. And he's got his thing going. I don't know if it's still going, but wait, and that's separate from Hak Jahan. Yeah, like yeah. Okay, okay. So, so, like, so hold on. Like, okay, so Hak Jahan is I just want to like make this clear. So Hak Jahan is is Moon's wife, widow. She runs one splinter group. Then the oldest, one of the, the elder sons, this guy named Hyun Jin runs another splinter group and then another son hyung jin aka sean moon runs a third splinter group which is the gun cult is that is that correct 
Okay. From what I know, I like I don't know if number two, Hyun, you know, whatever, blue suede shoes, that dude. I don't yeah. know if he uh if he's still doing his thing. He was still doing his thing like three or four years ago. And you pretty okay. much had to choose the side, right? Yeah. Shoe mother or him. Yeah. Or if you were a psycho, you'd go to gun. Yeah. But like most people don't go like they get a lot of attention because it's fun to talk about, but yeah, the big division between the true mother and whatever. At least it was like four oh, years interesting. ago. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Okay. But, uh, I don't know what the thing is now. Like, I haven't heard much from him. Who knows what he's doing? Okay. He always seemed kind of like a fraud to me. Yeah. Yeah. He, he always seemed like a wannabe. Um, uh, like the, I mean, as, as much as, as much as I, as much as I hate uh, Sean Moon and the, and the gun church. Sucks because he seemed, he seemed real. Ish he, effort, he, like. he well i don't i know he never seemed real i like um i met that guy when he was 16 and he was a fucking asshole then but um uh-huh. and i've always known he's a fucking asshole um but um he at least he kind of like ha- i could kind of see he had this kind of like i don't know it's gonna sound weird but he had this kind of like energy to him i could kind of understand like where a bit of even though he's complete com- completely nutty and and it, like he just had a bit of something to him and I could see why people were like drawn to him. But the other one, the one that, you, that you're talking about, the older one, he didn't even have that. He, he was, he, he, he just, he has, he has less charisma effectively. Uh-huh. Um, and, he was trying to force himself to be cool. Like, yeah. it, it seemed like he was forced cool. It yeah. like, seemed to me like he had a goodness to him, but like also I would, I would have been younger. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so like I would have been like nine when, yeah or or in high school when he was doing his monk shit or whatever you know what i mean yeah yeah no i was a bit older and i i, I met him when i was he i think he was like 16 and i was like 13 he was a complete fucking asshole um uh i, I talked about it in one of my other interviews so i won't, I won't go mm. into did it you, into did it you have like many um interactions with the true kids true children not many i guess um, being from maryland not as much right? yeah because i grew up in maryland so not as much like we saw them at um like there's one year where I went to Camp Sunrise, which is this like church camp in uh, in upstate New York, and it kind of like drew a bunch of kids from like all over the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, Sean Moon and his older brother Philip Moon, the one who sadly committed suicide uh, later on, were both there at that at that in that year. Uh, and long story short, like Sean was a complete asshole. Uh, Philip was actually like pretty nice. Um, uh and those are pretty much the, the two like the, that's the, that's the, the the one time where i had anything to like to do with either of them and any any part of the family personally um i mean there are other times when you know reverend moon would speak at the washington times or whatever you know hotel they, they'd give a, a speech or whatever and we'd go and you know see see the moon speak and some other kids would be there and stuff but yeah i, I didn't i didn't deal with with any of them personally beyond being a kid at that workshop and honestly neither of them would remember me from from there because i was like you know, one of hundreds of kids there but i remember them because they were the fucking you know moon's children um yeah yeah have you had any like personal interactions with them with any of them i think almost zero yeah okay i know my parents had a decent amount with the one that was in the car accident he okay. was apparently actually a but I don't know, like from my parents' point of view, he's a good person. Yeah, but I don't know if that's what I mean. Like, they're so they, yeah. So, 
it's easy. I feel like that happens not just in this church, but you know, Everywhere. people who pass away young, they're like, Oh, he was such a great guy. Like, you know, and it's like, well, I mean, maybe he was, but also maybe who, who knows, you know, I definitely know like my parents had his picture in their wallet forever. Oh, you know, like I, I had that guy's picture in my wallet too. Uh, yeah. Like, it's uh, funny. Like we always have true parents picture and then maybe him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I remember having, um, having a picture of Reverend and Mrs. Moon and a picture of this, their son, Hung Jin, who died yeah, in a car accident, I think in the early eighties. Uh, and he was kind of held up as this sort of like sacrificial lamb for the sake of the world and the providence and whatever other bullshit. But no matter what happens, you can just say it's providential, right? Yeah, exactly. That's like, the, that's the, the exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Everything's that's how they explain away everything. I think. Um, and actually, you know, it's funny. I remember meeting this uh, this other second generation kid that was like he was a couple years older than me. Um, and he left the church like, like early, I think he was like 16 or something like that. And he was like, fuck this, I'm done. Um, and he ended up going to the same university as me and being like a couple years older. Uh, and I would see him every now and then. And, and we like, we had lunch together a couple of times and stuff. And, uh, this guy, I mean, this guy had been like out for years, but I remember he was like paying for uh, like paying for lunch in the cafeteria or something like that. He takes out his wallet uh, and he shows me, he's like, he's like, oh, I still got a photo of Reverend Mrs. Moon. He's like, he's like, I got it there just in case. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> uh, it shows you how much like, you know, how deep the hooks are that they, that they yeah. have in people. Yeah. Fuck man. Um, all right. I think I need to start wrapping up over here because it's getting late. It's nearly, it's nearly 11. Um, all right. but, um, this has been really good, man. I, I really, I really appreciate it. Uh, do, do you have any, like any like final kind of like parting words or anything, anything you want to say? Um, not really. I just hope my hope is that younger kids can hear this and, you know, the, the sooner you reach out and start questioning things and reach out to the people older than you, the sooner you can really live your own life. Mm. Um, like the people that listen to it that are my age, they're out. Everyone that's yeah. a certain age is out. You know, yeah. like, there's like two or three people that are like in their late thirties or mid thirties that are still like, you know, yeah. so that should say something to the younger generation. Yeah. Like, so yeah that's um, good that's a good point statistic you know that the the numbers speak basically mm -hmm. so it's like i mean if the i mean that's my hope is someone could hear if it doesn't matter if it's one person if they they can give them three or four years of their their best years yeah you know yeah yeah what a gift to give and if there are young kids out there that are listening you can find me on facebook you can message me mm. If there are any older kids that want to learn about fucking connected to the source, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, all that woo woo shit, you know, I'm always down to talk about that. Amazing, um, but uh, yeah, I guess that's it. All right, cool, amazing. All right, well, uh, yeah, that's great. That's that's a that's a great way, great way. Excuse me, that's a great way to wrap it up. So, uh, thank you very much. All right. And if you want to do a follow-up three years from now in your apartment with some peyote. I'm yeah. Totally oh, let's do it, that. dude. 
when this fucking when this fucking pandemic is done yes come over here i'm gonna have i'm gonna have like a forest of huge cacti um (laughs) and let's let's do it it sounds great (laughs) all right man all right talk to you soon all right cool talk to you soon cheers bye-bye You heard it from him. It's worth it just to give someone a few years of their life back. That's the only reason why Hainam stepped forward to have this conversation with me, and it's the only reason why I'm doing it. It's the only reason why other people are doing it. It's because they want this to act as a warning. They're hoping that word will spread, people will listen, and they'll understand the tragedy and the corruption. And the soul-crushing bullshit of the Unification Church and hopefully some other cults. Just hoping that people can connect the dots and make those changes in their own lives. That's why Hainam did this. That's why I'm doing it. I just want to say thank you again to Hainam so much. And once again, if anyone would like to share this, can find a way to pass it to those who could benefit from it, please do so. Drop them a link, fallingoutpod.com, or send them a link on whatever podcasting platform you are using. I want to say thank you again to Hainam for getting involved. Take care, everyone. Got more good shit coming. Stay tuned. Stay safe. Bye-bye.